Because we don't know who that man is. He might have been cancelled. We- he might have been cancelled. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Uh, quick, go to your favourite problematic.com. Um, It's Online Roll Patrol, ready for a stroll down internet memory lane. I'm Hacklock, a visual artist and long-term, chronically online, older millennial. And I'm Brian Bartz, a shitheel who did a law degree. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to Online Mole Patrol. Welcome, please. Come in. Come Take in. a seat. Yes, put your feet up. Want a cuppa? So, for today, I have prepared... I'm on literally the edge of my seat. I, well, I'm not sure if... It's going to be that exciting. But I'm going to talk about Napster. Oh, wow. Napster. That really takes me back. Do you have some fond Napster memories? Not really. Um, It wasn't on Napster. It was before I figured out Napster. But I do remember exactly the first song I ever downloaded. Yeah? Um, And it wasn't on Napster. So I, I don't know. Maybe it was lawful. I couldn't tell you. I was obviously a teenager. <laughs> um, but it was... Do you remember, like, Limp Biscuit did the theme to Mission Impossible? No, I do not remember that. Uh, <laughs> disregard. Don't look that up at Okay, all. We'll, we'll definitely listen to that later. Oh, oh please. Don't. But that was the first song you remember downloading. Yeah. Wow. I could not it, tell th- It you wasn't, like, my favourite song at the time. Yeah. It's, it's just a song that I was willing to listen to that I stumbled. I'm, I'm obviously making excuses because I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> Aesthetically hey, speaking. Yeah, no, I reckon it's time for new metal to come back. Oh, I reckon oh the music God. cycle has reached that point. It's ready. It's time. Oh. <laughs> okay, so oh. Napster. Um, how much do you know about Napster? I used Napster. I moved on to campus where I went to uni mm-hmm. and they had stuff that was supposed to discourage you from using any file sharing kind of stuff, so I stopped. Um, and I have this I have this thing that I like to say in my life, which is, like, a lady doesn't X. Mm-hmm. And it, usually what follows is something that I don't want to do myself. Right. Um, because I don't know how and I don't want to learn, as previously discussed. <laughs> it's, it's got nothing to do with discouraging other ladies. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. It's about trying to encourage other people around me to indulge me constantly. <laughs> um, so for a while it was a lady doesn't roll her own smokes. Oh, of course mm. not. A lady doesn't buy her own perfume. Ah. And a lady doesn't download her own MP3 files? A lady certainly does not download her own content. I like, I like this because yeah. that also puts all the risk onto whoever was doing it for you. A lady doesn't import her own kudzu seeds from outside <laughs> of Australia. <laughs> So um, the basics of how Napster came to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that it started in May of 1999 and it was founded by brothers John and Sean Fanning. Okay. Sean, S-H-A-W-N, and also Sean Parker, S-E-A-N. Two Seans. What a team. Uh, and Sean Parker, you may remember, as being played by Justin Timberlake in the Social Network movie. Uh 
I may have mentioned that I don't like watching new movies, so I've never watched that movie. Th- that movie is an old movie now. Uh, I don't like watching movies that I haven't watched before. Basically, what I like to do is watch True Grit over and over again. <laughs> well, I think this is pre-True Grit, but it's a very good film. And um, yeah, Sean Parker was also involved in the start of Facebook. And um, he's played by Justin Timberlake in that film. Sorry, I'm hearing that he's used a computer before. Yeah, but at this time, they were like teenagers. They were really young. (sighs) I really hate it when people make me look bad by being good (laughs) at doing things. Well, they also... And being successful at a younger age than me. This also was a failure at a younger age. It It was a quick rise to success and then a pretty spectacular fall at the same time. There was also a lot of money. But anyway. I still feel put out. So it was a peer-to-peer file-sharing platform, which wasn't a thing at the time. Yeah. You pretty much got files by email attachments. Oh. Or you could get them through a couple of different things like um, Usenet and IRC. And that was, that was pretty much it for sharing files. Do you know, I'm not old enough to have ever used IRC. Oh, man, I fucking did. <laughs> I can hear the little noises in the I back hear of my the, head. I hear the elders speak of it. Oh, yeah. I can actually remember having dreams where the scrolling text was part of the scrolling oh, text man. of the chats was in my it was in my dreams. Anyway, um, so that was basically the only way to get files. So sharing things like music wasn't really possible. It wasn't it wasn't practical. Um, and the, also the file formats that we now use for music were not, they, they didn't really exist. MP3 as a file format was just becoming a thing about this time. Yeah. Uh, so when Napster was launched, it was really user friendly looking. It wasn't as complicated as going onto a Usenet to try and get your files. It was pretty quick to pick up. Um, and it was really MP3 focused. So it was really set up for sharing of audio files. And accounts were free. So therefore, all the files that you got were also free. Mm-hmm. Um, and by October of 99, there were already 4 million songs-ish available on the service. So it took off really fast. At its peak, there were apparently... I've read conflicting numbers here, but the biggest one I saw in an article was 80 million users registered. Probably a lot less than that were actually active, but lots of people were using it. And you could get like every genre of music on there. It was an incredible resource that had never existed before. Like people were converting their analog music into MP3s and making it available. So like getting your old records, getting your old cassette tapes. Very sweet, isn't it? Yeah. It was really a kind of I guess like a bit of a public good in oh, a way. Oh, this is like the collective, right? This is like the human impulse that drives people to contribute to um, Wikipedia. Yeah, it's that we're creating this giant database of oh, of knowledge, except it's audio. <laughs> when I first became a lawyer, I used to come home from work. To, I was living on my own for the first time, and um, I would just answer people's legal questions on Yahoo Answers, which, oh which I think is the same human impulse, but um, I figured out that nobody likes the reasonable answer that you give. <laughs> of course not. So there's no point. So yeah. I stopped. God, Yahoo Answers. Uh, mm, Still exists. Yeah. Provides a lot of content to podcasters <laughs> to this day. We should do a Yahoo Answers <laughs> episode. 
Um, so yeah, so people were contributing like live recordings and concert bootlegs and mm. like country exclusive versions of albums. You know, like oh, there would well. be the Japanese issue of this album would have an extra track on it or whatever, which if you didn't live in Japan, you wouldn't have been able to get or you wouldn't have been able to get very easily. Give me that. And now you could. It sort of brought down, it democratised music. Like it brought down the barriers of location, uh, of class, like of not having the money to buy that stuff. Also government censorship and government blocking of... Um, you know, banned music. Like oh, because that. we've we, we've lived through the banning of um, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. Was that banned in that Queensland? Ba- that was banned here, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes, that'd be right. I think, wasn't there a Marilyn Manson album also banned here? I don't know. Maybe it was just banned Surely from being Christ sold at Target. <laughs> it's not really being... Oh. Yeah. Basically, all the different ways of gatekeeping music at the time, you could now work around it by using Napster. And also that includes like the record industry gatekeeping where it would um, only let certain radio stations get access to music at certain times and it would only release a single but you couldn't hear any of the rest of the music on the record until you bought the record later on or whatever. Like you could move around that stuff. Do you remember when you had to physically go to Sanity and like like maybe even line up to put a CD in and stand there and listen with the headphones in? Yeah. As a young person, I've absolutely experienced far too much social anxiety to <laughs> do that. <laughs> because you were like standing in the middle of the shop with headphones on, oh, yeah. trying to listen to an entire album. God. So um, I figured out pretty quickly that um, Kmart would let you return CDs <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't like the content. Uh, I don't think I ever did that. I think uh, I was just like, uh, I would skip, 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 skip. I There's returned the one I like. Marcy Playground. Oh, really? Oh, wait, did I keep Marcy Playground? I returned the eels. And I returned Skunk and Nancy. <gasps> right! <laughs> well, you know, like you like the single and then you listen to the rest and you go, yeah, yeah. yeah. See ya. I was a teenager. I had no money yeah. to move on to something else. The other thing that it kind of democratised is it gave access for musicians to get to an audience without having to go through a record label. Yeah. You could put your music up there. You could distribute it through Napster. Oh, my God. There's a parallel here. With? What we're doing right now. Oh, my God. We can just do whatever we want. We can. Nobody can stop us. We don't need a radio We station. can record absolute <laughs> garbage. <laughs> no one can prevent that from happening. No, but they also can just not listen to it. Well, that's what the free market of ideas is all no, about. No, not the free market of ideas. Um, so the next segment that I want to pitch to you is actually just me making fart noises with <laughs> my mouth. Look, I'm not going to stand in your way of your creative expression. Let's see how that goes down in the free market of ideas. <laughs> um, so, it, yeah, it gave people a way to distribute music without having to go through record labels, which hadn't been really possible before. It also let you... Make some more informed decisions before you purchase music. Like, you didn't just have to get stuff free and that was it. Like, you might go, hey, I really like this Skunk and Nancy track, but I want to listen to more of it and I don't want to stand insanity. And so you would listen to it all and then be like, yeah, no, I do want it. Because, of course, if you – there was – 
status and I guess cred to having the album and its artwork and having your album collection on display. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a really visual representation of what an insufferable prick you are. <laughs> exactly. Think about that scene in American Psycho where he's got a CD collection, this very curated <laughs> CD collection. Like, that was a thing. Um, because I'm a late adopter, mm. um, I'm one of the last people that I know who is still buying CDs. Yeah. So I was really... I was pretty slow on that too. Mm. Like I didn't get an MP3 player for a very long time. I think I might have still been buying CDs in 2015, 2016. Okay, well, I wasn't quite that late. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also used some of those DVD vending machines. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever used one of those. Because a lady does not download her own content and it means that if a lady is not, um, you know, dating... You have no access. You have no access to... Yeah, I don't have anybody over a barrel to, like, force them to download content for me. And so then I'm, you know, reduced to going down to the DVD vending machine at the East Brisbane um, convenience store. (laughs) And then if you forget to take it back, you accidentally own it. And I think I told you about this is how I accidentally ended up owning the DVD of Sucker Punch. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which was horrendous and shameful. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, well, Ugh. I guess once you own it, you can also destroy it. I did. Oh, I probably thrifted it. Oh. Yeah, I love thrifting okay. away. Okay, but Napster didn't actually last very long. How long? So, launched in 99. Uh-huh. Uh, things kind of wrapped up and went south in, like, 2001. That was a very long time for me mm-hmm. at that time. It was. It was a lot. And, I mean... It kind of came back. It tried to come back, but it had its big death in 2001. What about LimeWire? And Kazaa? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. So um, it didn't last long. Because there was no control over copyrighted material, like within, like, Napster just let you swap files whoever you wanted, the Record Industry Association of America was onto it straight away, and they were filing lawsuits left, right, and center really fast. People love protecting their intellectual property. Oh, love yeah. it. And record companies were absolute behemoths at the time. They had a lot of money, so they were really pushing to get that stuff shut down. The first big lawsuit, I mean, there was a bunch of oh, smaller ones, and they were suing users. No. Uh, they No, they, like, they were, they were suing users of Napster, so people who were... But they wouldn't care about the users. They care about going for the platform. Um, They did. They did that too. But yeah. one of the... But one... Like, the strategy was they were having a go at the platform. That was taking some time. So then they started having a go at users. So they were suing users for copyright infringement and giving them huge fines. Like, um, I found one here. Where is he? Do you remember he? the case where they... They were they were running a case against a guy, and then and it might have been like a Napstery kind of distributive yeah. problem that they were like that was what they were running the case about. But it turned out that he'd only ever distributed he'd he'd like saved a copy of a thing that he'd lawfully purchased in the first instance. Oh, and so no. they didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they sent out all these lawsuits that a lot of people just settled for five grand Mm -hmm. rather Mm -hmm. than going through the courts. So they made a lot of money just by getting all these people to just pay them five grand. 
Um, but here's one for I'm, example. I'm giving advice in those kind of, you know, <laughs> analogous scenarios. So here's one where this was in Boston, a federal jury on Friday. This uh, went. I don't have the year down for this one, but this is around the same time. Uh, a federal jury on Friday ordered a Boston University graduate student who admitted illegally downloading and sharing music online to pay $675,000 to four record labels. Um, he admitted in court that he downloaded and distributed 30 songs. Jurors ordered Tenenbaum to pay $22,500 for each incident of copyright infringement. What were the songs, though? Oh, they were like Green Day, Aww. Offspring, Aww. like... My fave bands, Metallica, Metallica. Now this is a real (laughs) moment in time here. Oh yeah! Wow. So the big first big lawsuit. Are we certain that I didn't date this person? Well, where you went, Boston University back then? No, probably not. Is Boston University in Arana Hills? No, no, no. I'm sure it's not. Probably not. Yeah. They might have a little satellite thing going on over there. I don't know. Um, So the first big suit against Napster itself was Metallica. Do you remember I this? remember. Yeah. Oh, my God. So Lars, I think, I'm not sure if he's the guy that really instigated it, but he's the guy that made a lot of statements to the media about it. So he became the bad guy. Ugh. Um, so there had been a big incident already where an entire album of Madonna's music had ended up on Napster before it was released, and it was an unfinished version. <laughs> It was an album called Music. Okay. And she, but oh, she yeah. she penned an open letter and put it in a magazine about her disappointment and how she hadn't had control over the final sound. I'm not was mad. Released. I'm disappointed. Exactly. But she didn't launch any kind of legal action. The legal action started off with Metallica, and in a very Streisand effect kind of way, turned a generation of fans off them. Um, so people who were downloading Metallica music but were big fans of Metallica yeah. now not only weren't buying the music, they stopped going to concerts and they stopped buying merch and they stopped buying future albums because they <laughs> hated Lars. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really weird, though. Like, yeah. I understand it, but it's a bit of a fuck you to people who enjoy your music. <laughs> yeah. I, I Like, I get it also. But from the position of some fan in, you know, the year 2000, yeah. you know, who's... At home, in the parents' lounge room, they got no money and yeah. they're going to high school, and so they're downloading the thing. So there was a particular <sighs> track uh, called "I Disappear," and that <clears throat> unreleased song ended up on Napster, uh, which they were very upset about. And so Sorry, they I remember the song. F- filed a lawsuit in March of two thousand. And radio stations got hold of that song before it was released as well. So radio stations, because they got it through Napster, they were playing it before its release date, which, guys, come on. Come on. This is really like a tension about, like, artistic rights, right? Like, you want people to listen to the work, but it's something about being able to maintain control over when and how or something like that. Yeah. When... But it's also... Surely if you make creative works and you send them out into the world, at some point you have to make peace with the idea that you don't get to maintain control anymore. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's when you start getting into the whole death of the artist thing. Like, once it is (gasps) out of the hands of the artist um, and the creator, then it's the person who is consuming it. Um, Yeah. Let's not get into death of the author. Uh, (laughs) That's a whole thing. That's a whole other thing. Anyway. 
that's a different type that's of a podcast. Whole, yes. Um, so the next big name who got involved in a lawsuit was Dr. Dre. And he actually had the same legal firm as Metallica. And they were like, hey, buddy. And so he also got in on um, suing Napster. Um, he started off by sending a letter to Napster going, hey, please take my stuff off your service. Oh, and they said polite. they either refused or they said they didn't have the power to do that, which because it's peer-to-peer, I can see how practically they couldn't. Well, they wouldn't want to wade into that, would they? No. So they didn't do it. And so because of that, he then got in on filing a lawsuit against Napster. Um, and both of those lawsuits were settled in 2001 when the bigger lawsuit with the Record Recording Industry Association. It reached its conclusion in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. First of all, there was an injunction. They had to remove all the copyrighted works that those artists had come forward and listed. Yep. And I think they also had to pay money to various record companies. Napster had tried, before this case reached its end, they tried really hard before that deadline to set up some kind of payment system. Basically what Spotify is now. I think I might remember that. Yeah. So they were trying to get a deal going with the record labels where people could use Napster as a paid service. Um, But the record companies didn't get on board. And one of the suspected reasons that I saw talked about in a couple of articles is they think that by going into business with Napster, the record label's accounting practices would become known and that would then also give artists the power to renegotiate their contracts because their con- the, the accounting that was going on at those record labels those big ones was pretty fucked musicians would be able to renegotiate their contracts and they would lose control over them and so it was much better just to try and shut napster down than to get into bed with them it's very interesting stuff mm. Mm. Yeah, they basically, while complying with that case, they stopped being able to pay people and the whole thing just fell apart. And it, yeah. It, it, it was gone within a couple of months. How old are these guys at this point? Like They're still really young. Oh, man. And then they tried to start up again. Like, the name got sold to various company, a different company. And okay. they tried to start it up again and it just never really took back off again. But okay. other services like Kazaa, like LimeWire, kind of went into that hole yeah. that Napster had vacated did you want to do napster because it has the same logo as the per cat cafe it does not (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is a little cat guy but he's a cool cat guy unlike ms whiskers or whoever she was (laughs) kill me (laughs) so i also made a list of particular annoyances from using Napster. <laughs> See if these Lay ring any me. bells. Yeah. Um, files were constantly mislabeled or fake labeled. Like you'd spend ages downloading this file and then you'd find out it was something else altogether, like a man breathing. <laughs> Hot. Do you Ew. still have that? No. Or like I think I once got part of the Jim Jones tapes. You know, oh my god! The guy from yeah. Jones was it Jonestown? Jonestown. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But I thought it was like an Offspring track or something. But it had been labelled off, and you get it, and you open it up, and you're like, "What the hell that's am I listening to?" Yeah. So people deliberately, I guess it was trolling. It was yeah. trolling the system. Yeah, totally. Um, the files themselves, the quality was 
all over the place because people were doing their own yeah. ripping of yeah. stuff that you would get things that were like the volume dis- differences Do between tracks. Do you remember tracks? when they started putting like anti-ripping technology onto CDs? Oh, vaguely. I remember getting a Jane's Addiction CD where you couldn't rip it. Oh, whoa. Not that I would ever try to rip a CD, <laughs> man. Never. You would never betray them like that. Not, I think um, probably wasn't for distribution. It was probably just for me to put all of my music collection into one place and play it out of the computer. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, then you wouldn't listen to the music because you were listening to all the other files that Look, you already Look, if Perry had. doesn't want me to rip his tracks, I won't rip his tracks. I like him. <sighs> I saw him play it. Soundwave? I had tickets for a Soundwave where they were playing, but yeah. I extended my stay in Germany to get laid. So <laughs> I missed out. And Faith No More too. Yes, that was a, yeah, that was a really no good year. No regrets. That was you a know, good I year. just Perry climbed the outside of the concert thing and was oh. like, oh, that's really cool. Anyway, mm, 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 mm. Um, so yeah, the the quality of the files were really hit and miss, and the volume on tracks like you'd get you'd like line up three or four tracks to play in a row, and each one would be a completely different volume Ugh. because it would depend on the way that that person had yeah. ripped that file. Yeah. Also, the way Files like people would start putting their usernames rather than like in it would say like and those really obnoxious like um the art made out of punctuation yeah like you know ASCII I'm... art things oh. so you'd be like okay Ooh. I've got this track what album is it from and it would be like Acid Head sixty nine Hacks Hole four 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 and then you'd have like a little picture of a fish or whatever yeah yeah so people would put their stylistic twist on the labeling of the file which... so I would pedantically go through and strip out all of those details to try and have like uniform so formatting did of I... Oh. I think it's before there was. You know, before doom scrolling, now I fill all of my spare time with just scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but back then, you know, there was nothing on TV. You were getting your record collection in order. Yeah. I don't have time for anything like that now. <laughs> Not at all. Um, Barely buy my groceries. What else is there? Oh, um, it took ages to download the files. Oh, you would start it up before you went to bed. And mm-hmm. then if you got up in the morning and like one track had downloaded, you'd be like, oh, what a treat. Yeah. Like the amount of data you could get, like especially Australian internet is Ugh. notoriously bad. It was w- worse than, it was awful. So really slow for the files to transfer. But also at the time, the technology for holding files, like file storage, you could hold so much less space. Like now a USB has gigs and gigs. That was unthinkable on an entire PC. The PC that I took with me to university was less than seven gig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That'd be right. I think there's more. Surely there's more storage on my phone. Yeah. Sure. I hate numbers as well. Please understand. <laughs> uh, but I do. I do understand that there's more storage on my phone than the computer that I have on my phone. Oh, I love how, phone. like, you know, um, people my dad's age will be like, when I was a kid, it cost 50 cents to go to the movies and, you know, <laughs> get beaten every day. And every day you get up, you live in a hole in the middle of the road, you get up and you lick road clean with tongue. Um, uh, my dad tells that joke too. <laughs> Um, and for us, it's like when I was a kid, yeah. it would take a whole day to download <laughs> one song. You don't even know how good you've got it. 
and you couldn't take it anywhere with you. You had you had to sit in front of your computer to listen to the music. Um, I remember having an MP3 player that would fit like maximum twelve songs on it. Yeah, <laughs> I think my first one I had maybe like an album or two, and yeah. that was all you could you could yeah. have. Oh my god, aren't we pathetic? Um, uh. <laughs> Um, what up? You also got viruses. <laughs> like, you get the files yeah. and you'd spend a week downloading this file going, oh my God, I finally got the unreleased Kid A radio held album. And then it was actually a virus and it would destroy I your computer. I definitely bought that album and I still own it. It's in mm. a disgusting CD wallet in my car <laughs> with like CD rot on it. I was reading, one of the articles I was reading was saying that Napster, the hype that was built through people sharing Kid A on Napster really changed the course of Radiohead's career. Like, they'd been doing okay. It it built so much hype that that album really rocketed, which it might not have done otherwise. It's really interesting, some of these... It wasn't radio-friendly music. Like, oh, absolutely right. Yeah. The, the nexus between, like, culture and technology around some of this stuff... Um, which is obviously a very rich topic, but I never think about it aside from the fact that if if the movie is available on YouTube to rent yeah. for four ninety nine, and you get to keep it for 48 hours, you've got 48 hours to watch it from when you pay the rental. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't bring myself to illegally download anything that's available in that format anymore yeah. anymore because for years I was saying if they just made it available <laughs> in a convenient format where I could pay the money yep. I would do it so I did the same thing yeah and I pretty much do all, get all my stuff legally now because yeah. it is convenient and it is affordable it's yeah a lady it's good quality a lady doesn't download her own content no <laughs> she streams it from a service <laughs> absolutely <laughs> And she gets her date to pay the rental. Oh, God. Oh, that was also all, so many songs um, on Napster that were, and I think this was also a Kazaa and a LimeWire thing. There'd be all these tracks that were listed as Weird Al. I think I remember yeah. this. And you'd be like, oh, my God, a new Weird Al track. And you'd get it. And it'd be like some lame parody by some other idiot who just was distributing it by using the Weird Al name. Is it easy to make a parody track? Well, I guess so. You just have to make the words rhyme. And yeah, make you a just about something dumb. take a song and then you redo the words. Should we make a parody track? What of? Um, well, we can figure it out later. Okay, but we have to label it Weird Al and then distribute it on the internet. Yeah, okay. I hope Weird Al's okay with that. Actually, he's probably really annoyed by that. <sighs> I wonder if it would... weirded out. Do you think it would make a difference to him that we were doing it ironically? <laughs> I don't know. He seems like a pretty chill dude. I mean, how could you be not be in that many Hawaiian shirts? Did I tell you that I I was working a job where I was running an office and the office, the business that I was engaged in was um, support servicing to do with housing. Okay. And it was a new premises. The walls were really bare, wanted to warm up the space. And um, I really, really wanted to put up prints of the pictures of houses that Reg Mombasa <laughs> had <Yeah. laughs> made. Yeah. Um, number one, because I think they're gorgeous. They are. Um, and I, because of my professional background, did not want to be 
I didn't want to be infringing his intellectual property rights by just printing them from the internet. Yeah. And so I sent Reg Mombasa an email. Oh my god! And I said, here's the kind of service that we are, and here's where we're located, and it's new, and we don't have a lot of money, and you, kn- I didn't want to just print your stuff and put it up in the office mm. without asking you, and I wonder if you would be willing to consent to us just printing some stuff up and, yeah. and hanging it up. And he wrote back and he said yes. Oh, that is so nice! <laughs> and before I lost hope in my... I don't know if I've ever told you this, but before I lost hope in my life... Uh, <laughs> before my little light was snuffed out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, when I was a little teenager and I still did visual art stuff, um, I wanted to be the first female Mambo artist. Oh! And then somebody in my life who noticed that I really loved, um, like, art being done by Mambo artists. Yeah. Um, bought me a book, like a compendium of, of art by various Mambo artists, and I realised that there were, like, at least two female oh. artists already. And I was like, <laughs> well, whatever, I'll just be a lawyer then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but that's really nice to know sometimes when you find out that your heroes are actually you know, good people. When you find out that heroes are willing to consent to you using their intellectual property <laughs> at your bum ass. Decorated property. <laughs> office. In the middle of nowhere. Sure yeah. was. Uh, I mean, a guy who drew a, a dog with a trumpet butt, he's not too good for that. <laughs> they just really are such gorgeous pictures of houses. Yeah. We're so far off topic right now. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Bring it back around. All right. So that's ba- actually that was basically it. That was my my whinges about Napster. Do you have any other Napster it's stories? It's so deep in the yeah. memory banks. Like it, you know, I'm using Napster at 14, 15. I can't believe it was only around for such a short period of time because I think maybe it was also a very significant time. So so formative for my music taste formation. Like I was kind of at that age. As I think you really put down roots in your music taste in oh, your teens. Absolutely. Um, that stick with you for the rest of your life. It's like a real emotional valence to the kind of stuff that you're engaging with as yeah. an adolescent person. You're feeling big emotions for the Ooh, first time. Some big fifis. Yeah. Looking back now, it seems really clear how formative it was culturally. Yeah. It really laid down the foundation for a lot of things that are so uh fundamental now like spotify like streaming services netflix this i think it all kind of started with napster i mean i and i'm sort of interested in television to some extent too but there's something about the the resting back of control mm. from I guess, corporates or, or cultural gatekeepers. Real institutional like, places. Don't tell me what to consume when, you motherfucker. Yeah. Us talking about back in my day, the thing that you had to watch TV when it was on at the time that it aired. And now you can watch that at any time, at any speed, at your own pace, wherever you... like. Before, you didn't get to choose what TV you watched. You just watched what was on And you can rely on the 10 play app fucking up every time. Um, I used to record to VHS Rage. Yeah, and then, same. <laughs> and because Dad had, you know, obviously the TV and the hi-fi all kind of wired together with the VCR, I would then record Rage 
mm. two cassettes to make mixtapes. Wow. And kind of, you know, record and play and pause and stuff to get the tracks that I wanted onto the mixtape. The earlier you can get up, the cooler the music will be. Oh, definitely. Mm. Um, I would also try and not go to sleep the night before so that I could be there for the start of Rage, but I failed on that a lot. I wonder whether or not actually some of these cultural, the changing of like access to media and changes in technology and changes in culture are actually why I can't get up early anymore. <laughs> There's just no incentives anymore. Rage is on 24 hours a day now. It's not special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, that was Napster. That, mm. was, that was a time. That was a significant... Um, this really was a walk down memory lane. Yeah. Not as um, salacious. Oh, no, this was a lot other. less cringe and a lot more... Yeah. How disgustingly earnest of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought I'd talk about the technology because yeah, cool. it's interesting. And I've seen pictures of Sean Parker in real life and he's still Justin Timberlake in my head. Um, I'm sorry. Does he look like that? He's got curly blonde hair, but he does not look any. He doesn't really. And he's a white man. Um, I went to a party that was a 90s themed party, and somebody came as Justin Timberlake and had a packet of Maggi noodles affixed to their head. Oh, God. It was a very hot night, though. I guess it's not really that blonde. It's more of a brunette, but. <laughs> what soulful eyes! <laughs> oh, they do look a bit soulless um, in that. Can picture. you save that? I think you should put that up with the show notes. I'm gonna also bring up Timberlake as him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm kind of into it. <laughs> it's like from that brief moment in time where wearing a t-shirt with a dinner jacket was a cool thing. Oh, that was like, yeah. Yeah. I I'm remember that moment. casual. Oh, <laughs> I like to go to the regatta on a Sunday. Oh, and you have to wear a white belt. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, I got a scam SMS. Oh, nice. Let me read it to you. Okay. So I got this SMS the other, set, other day. Mm-hmm. It says, final contact attempt. Unless submission received by 5 p.m., you will forfeit submitted total and transfer options. And there's a URL for me to click through to. Don't do it. I was like, I'm not clicking that. (laughs) So I replied, I've received no contact from this number previously. Provide further detail. Okay. I got nothing back. Except they sent me the same thing from a different number, which the phone has flagged with me as being a potential fraud. Mm. Mm. I was correct in my suspicions. That kind of wraps it up for Napster, I think. Sweet. I just wanted to talk about it. Into it. I support you. It was a thing. We lived through it. You did a great job. Yeah. I am responsible for Napster. That is true. Um... What are we going to fight about? It's time for a bracket battle. Oh, is it time for the fight? It's time for our fight. Oh, hooray. Which is not actually a fight. Well, oh. no, it isn't real. You is reckon it? we're going to fight this time? Um, You're choosing the topic. What Have what we, are we ever gonna... fought? I don't know. Have we ever fought? Um, sometimes you tell me that very politely that maybe I'm being a bad person, I think. <laughs> Oh, I think I'm just being a nag. <laughs> well, I well, I'm not sure that it really constitutes a fight because most of the time when you raise it, I agree with you. Oh, okay. 
No, okay. I don't think we've had a proper fight yet. We're, we're in the honeymoon of our friendship. It's true. It's the salad days. <laughs> We'll right. just wait till this podcast gets super popular and then we'll have a giant oh, falling out and yeah. then our creative differences. Will... That'll be interesting. <laughs> All right. So bracket battle. We're going to fight about the best items to buy on Wish. Do you <gasps> wait? Do you think? Do you think that whatever we decide is the best we have to buy? I guess or it depends how expensive it is. Well, let's find out. I think we should have a budget level. But I'm I'm not gonna re I'm not gonna tell you okay. about the prices of any of the items unless yeah. I think that the price is funny. Okay. Okay. Are any of these worth sixty nine cents? <laughs> <laughs> you filthy bitch. Um, are you gonna? I didn't scab a pen and paper from your mum, so are you gonna type these bros down? Yes. Okay. So I'll just do it like. Pairing by pairing, and mm-hmm. then we'll just move through. Okay. So item number one, sexy adult nappy. Mm, Ooh, sexy. I'm going to describe them. They're ahead. obviously very large because they're adult size um, and extra padded. This has like a nice little green strip down the side. I think it's a floral pattern along the butt. Yeah, it seems to be. There seem to be some options. One seems to have some planets too. And it's being, there's a very sexy young lady posing in this nappy. Pouty, finger on the mouth. Ooh. Okay, versus urethral plugs, a range of them. <gasps> oh, <laughs> they're sounding rods. Yes. Oh, oh, ow, fuck. There's one at an angle. There's one that looks like a screw. <sighs> Um, One seems quite long. So, how am I just am I deciding what is the best? What Follow is your heart. the most entertaining? What is the most what the fuck? How do you um, think I should judge this? Is there something that jumps out to you intuitively? Is there one that you want to flee from? I feel like there's a theme of diapers with the last <laughs> story I told in the last episode. <laughs> um, so maybe we should. But the sounding rods are just so painful to look at with they my do eyes. They look a little tough. Yeah, let's go with the sounding rods just because they um, okay, so make me the most uncomfortable. My favorite sounding rod here is not the longest, but I like the corkscrew one. Do you put it in? Do you, like, twist it in? Like, one of them has a bit of a curve on it, which I think is very inclusive of them. (laughs) That looks more painful to me. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever floats your boat. So, have you written down the sounding rods? I have now. Okay. How many is it? Is it, like, a pack? You get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Yep. All right. So, next up... I probably just included these because I really like them. Um, rainbow ankle boots. Oh, wow. These are they're platform boots. So think like a dock shape. But then the platform is like Spice Girls level moon boot and they're rainbow colored. And then the actual boot, it's like upper, is clear plastic with little clouds on it. This is like a casual look for work for me. <laughs> I can, oh, wow, they're incredible. Okay, I don't, I don't work corporate sector, so I get to dress like an absolute <laughs> maniac. I would definitely break my ankles in those. I can absolutely wear that to work. But it'd be worth it. It'd probably be better mm. if I just, like, yeah. find somewhere to sit and then so wave my legs I around. I don't think that they're summer friendly because the upper is all 
It's all thick plastic. plastic. I actually have a pair of boots that are clear plastic like that. Yeah. They're not platforms, but they're clear plastic. And I still need to wear socks with them because your skin against that thick mm, plastic mm, mm, mm. is not a nice time. And it is a sweaty time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a very painfully friction time. So you still you I'm wear sure I've cute seen socks. Those fog up. Yep, I yep they will fog up. So you okay. want to wear some cute socks under that. So the cute shoes uh-huh. versus um, a t-shirt with a picture of a woman um, eating a sandwich. Oh, okay. Now that I look close, she has a big like sub style sandwich mm-hmm. in front of her face, ready to eat, and there is a hand coming in from out of frame. Pushing her head down towards the sandwich. I didn't note the hand. I've taken my glasses off. Perhaps the sandwich has been photoshopped atop something else. Oh, (laughs) I see what's I see what's happening here. She just really wants to eat a big sandwich. I thought it was just a t-shirt about a about a a girl who wanted to eat a big sandwich. No, you know I've been there. It's about. A guy who really wants to help a girl eat a big sandwich. Oh, well, everybody needs a bit of help now and then. <laughs> I assume anyway, that there was a guy's arm. I am making some big assumptions there. T-shirt versus nice shoes? Go the boots. Yeah, yeah. totally agree. Baby grow, but not for baby. Oh, well. Okay, so this is a onesie, like a baby's onesie, but it's a adult male sized onesie you know and with the little says, clipper crotch thing going on daddy's little boy yeah and, um, i don't know if you can describe this facial expression for me he looks serious he's got a furrowed brow but a bit of a smirk to that mouth that there's like a little bit of an eyebrow raise. It's a very There's... intense facial expression. He's turning a gaze upon you. Yeah, and I'm not. I feel uncomfortable. I th- actually look. I feel like the power of the gaze is a little incongruous with the baby grow. <laughs> I feel like there may be some role confusion occurring here. Yes. But what do I know? Um, maybe he's angry about being an adult baby. Okay, so we can go with that, or we can get a bunch of fake money. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the fakest looking cash I've ever seen, but it's beautifully sprayed out as if it was cash. Is it American money? Oh, I think so. It's not quite Monopoly money. No. That much is true. It is the actual size of of real money, but it's just a pile of fake money. What would you use this for? Um, photo shoots. Set dressing. Oh, I guess for throwing it. Halloween. Yeah. Making it rain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So baby grow or fake money? Oh, fake money. Yeah, I agree. Fake money. Useless. I was thinking because it's so useful. Oh, right. Uh, But, you know, that's fine. Okay. I don't think you'd fit into that onesie. I'm not making a judgment of your body size. I'm talking about it being designed for a male body. It does say men's adult one piece. Yep. Yeah. Next item. Um, Bazooka. What the actual (laughs) fuck? (laughs) Is it like a photo of a guy with a bazooka? Well, I couldn't rightly tell you. It's only $19. Well, you know... (laughs) 
If we order it, we'll find out if it's a real bazooka. It's... What the fuck? It's a, definitely a guy holding a rocket launcher of it's some kind. definitely a picture of a man who a seems to be in the military. Yes. With a reasonably serious and large weapon. And he's got which is nineteen dollars. <laughs> well, look, what what does it say the item is? It doesn't it, say. It, it doesn't say. It just says Wish App Store. So... I'm going to see if I can find this shit. Let's maybe see if it's I can just actually to have a nice it. afternoon with him. Maybe it's just a date with a man. Maybe. Can you can you buy a date with a man <laughs> on a wish? If you can wish it, wish can be it. But he's got a good mustache. I just typed the word bazooka into wish. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a shirt that has says bazooka on it. I'm not seeing that guy. Okay. Well, I mean, the other option that we have is a fetus. What? Oh, the fetus is only tw- is more expensive than the bazooka, but only by like four dollars. Well, how much is human life worth to you? Oh, maybe a little more than four dollars. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. So, gentle listener, it is um. I suppose like an ultrasound scan. So maybe you're purchasing the ultrasound scan rather than the fetus itself. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so am I choosing between the bazooka and bazooka the baby? Bazooka or a baby. Yeah, bazooka, bazooka um, or a fetus. Uh, bazooka. Yeah. I'd love to see how that goes through customs. I mean, yeah, and, um, <laughs> like, bazooka doesn't need constant supervision and care. <laughs> okay, so next up is a pair... Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> These like are blowing my mind, yeah. Yeah, all right. So, a pair of underpants that features 63 magnets... And these are like men's underwear. I think it's intended to be magnets that heal you. Like, you know, like the things where they put magnets in things to give you some kind of health benefit. But the magnets are all spaced around the genital area. You mean the dick? (laughs) I just, and also the picture um, has. There's a picture of the underpants indicating to you where the 63 magnets will be. And then there's an image of a man wearing the underpants with a flaming circle (laughs) around the underpants all region. So the magnets are creating some kind of heat. I just want to zoom in here and show you the face of the man wearing the underpants, if you've not noticed that so far. Oh, whoa. He is... Oh, is he in pain or is he really enjoying that? Look, I think he's really into it. Yeah. I That's my that. guess. He loves how magnetically hot his junk is right now. That seems, that's the message that I'm getting from the flames. Mm. And Is he experiencing that heat some or does it of, just make his dick real hot? <laughs> um, I guess you could, In the attractive sense. Well, look, if you put the underpants in the microwave. Hey, magnets. Magnets attract things. The mag- would the magnets not get really hot in the microwave? Well, you're putting your junk in the microwave. Just jumping in here to note, don't put metal or magnets in the microwave. They will explode. Thank you. There's also, a, as part of the image, like a picture of a heat scan image. Oh, okay. I do, yeah, look, I'll agree that I think the part of the message here is that the undies are going to heat up your dick. <laughs> and also, apparently, drink can. So I think the drink can is perhaps it'll make your dick the size of. It's gonna make your dick bigger. Wow, you're quite right. There is a, there is a picture of not a Coke can. No, an unbranded soft drink. Yes. 
All right, I think I see what they're getting at there. <laughs> it's miracle grow. Interesting. Very important that you have 63 pieces of magnet in your undies. Um, so what's that versus? Versus um, vibrating tongue ring. Oh, wow. Oh, the, the, the uses. So many. A humorous replacement for your own lips. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes in multiple colours. Silver, blue... Black. Look, I've got to go with the magnetic rainbow. Junk. I mean, the magnetic wow, jocks. Really? Okay, magnetic jocks. All right, there we go. I mean, if it if it turns your junk into fire and also makes it the size of a soda can, then that's that's pretty incredible. Where's the downside? Yeah. <laughs> Burns right. your dick off and makes your dick huge. Do we want one more? We've got one, two, three. We've got five here. I have so many good ones. Okay. Look, let's, let's do one more set of two. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a bit more selective. Okay, all right, all right, all right. For twenty dollars, okay. you can have former Iraqi leader <laughs> Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> Pictured is former Iraqi leader Saddam Hussein. Um, yeah, I, I think that's when he was in captivity. Um, he seems to have a scab over I his eyebrow. I assume it is a photo of him. He's a little unkempt. He's disheveled. Yeah. Uh, he could do with the, somebody pass this man a hairbrush. I, I do not want a picture of Saddam Hussein. I'm assuming it's a picture of him. Okay. I don't think that's a doll. Saddam so Hussein, Saddam Hussein, Saddam Hussein or a dummy for a chicken. Whoa. Let me see that. Okay. Okay. This is like a red plastic. It's like a mouth guardy thing. It's a dummy for chicken. It's a dummy for a chicken. Uh, Dummy for a chicken is my You're choice. You're going to dummy for a chicken? All right. All right. All right. Chicken. So, dummy. Next up, positive pregnancy tests. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Strategic. so much um, money from potential... Um, and look, the ad suggests that for one dollar you can get one, two, three, four, five. I want to do one more set after this. After this set, right now, we're gonna have so many. No, they're so good. Okay, okay. Right. so you can have the fake pregnancy tests, or you can have some cocaine that's not for ophth- ophthalmic use. <laughs> what? It looks a little it's vintage. Topical cocaine. Topical cocaine. Yeah, it sure is. And it's only $18. That's a really good price for cocaine, or so I hear. I mean, the possibilities with all those positive pregnancy tests are are boundless, but uh, I think I'm going to go with that topical cocaine. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Somebody needs to take it off the black market to protect the children. I'm going to stop. I'm going to, you know, keep it out of the wrong hands. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the next set, the last set... (laughs) Is for thirty three dollars a nineteen eighty eight Ford Escort. Wow, what a bargain! What a bargain! Oh my god. Okay. Okay. It's a red one. It's looking in okay, Nick. Considering little boxy, as was the style of the time. Looks a lot like the laser that I first had. It's my first car. Classic first Mm -hmm. car to have. Um, Or alternatively, you could have heart cremation urn ring. Whoa. Okay. So it's a silver ring 
with a heart where you would put the stone area, there appears to be a screw in one end that you can unscrew, I guess, then to put your loved one's ashes inside. Yeah, so you can carry them with you always. One dollar. Oh, it's the most... It's so ugly. Like, it's literally <laughs> a screw, like a Phillips head screw. It's literally a screw on the side of the heart. Um, I'm sure there's other ways to do that. I mean... If you want to do that. All right. So do you want that or the 1988 Ford Escort? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the Ford Escort. I mean, personally, I would go with the ring because it's easier to dispose of because I want neither. True. That We were talking about actually buying the result of this and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go with the ring. Okay, all right, all right. All right. Okay. Um, a cremation ring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got one, two, three, four. All right, cool. We've got some even numbers here. I'm right. going to move some of them around and Good one. we will face some of these off. Hey, I just want to quickly tell you about the things that we didn't face off. Okay. Wizard staff, 17 string guitar. Oh, my God. That's got to have just been a Photoshop job. It may well be. Um, a pair of pantyhose with room for your dick. Of course. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice, silky feeling. Um, just a nice, fun, um, like a catheter kit. No, 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 no. Catheter. Um, um, an enema kit. Yeah. Home one enema. of those hanging saline bags. Yep. And um, I just really enjoy the stylized picture of the person who's having a very nice time <laughs> relaxing while the water goes in their bum bum. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, either a mine or wow. a fake mine. Yes. Uh, it's only $43, so I'm going to go that it is a fake, fake mine. Wow. With a little remote control. All right. Um, and the other one yeah. was um, individually wrapped pippies. Perfect gift. <laughs> Who doesn't want a pippy? Christmas is coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you get two for one too. Oh. Like you purchase and you get two. Wait, how much was it? Um, it doesn't even say. It's how they get you to open the app up. All right, All so right. we need to decide between the sounding rods by eight. Uh huh. Versus chicken dummy. Do we know any chickens? Uh, the people I know who all the people I know who have chickens aren't in Brisbane. At the moment. Useless. Yeah. Absolutely useless to us. But as far as I know. So are the sounding rods. <laughs> we know. We know a number of people with penises. Oh, we do. Yeah. And that just takes practice, baby. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to go with sounding rods. Okay. A chicken dummy just is. Just in terms of practicalities. Like, come on. There's Those like chicken, a there's full-grown mar- chickens. They don't need dummies. There's a condo question here. Like, we get chicken nappies. What are we going to do with them? Um, fake money versus bazooka. <laughs> I'm not sure how comfortable I am getting the bazooka, to be honest. Even if it's a picture of a bazooka? Because we don't know who that man is. He might have been cancelled. We... He might have been cancelled. Oh, my Lord. Uh, quick, go to yourfavoursproblematic.com. Um, I think the fake money is a Capricorn vibe. We've got to advocate for fake money. I think you can have a fun time with the fake money. Rainbow boots? Uh-huh. Topical cocaine. Why would you put <laughs> why would you put head to head two things? Because it's really tough, hey. Um, that I could love so much. Do you reckon we'd be actually be able to import that little jar that said topical cocaine? Oh, I'm not sure that it would be a great idea, to be frank. 
But on the other hand, those boots, I'm going to put it on the record Mm -hmm. that I'm going with the boots. Okay. She's winking at me. (laughs) She's winking at me and pointing Uh, at the computer. uh, uh. I have removed cocaine from the list. Very good. Now we have the magnetic fire crotch jocks (laughs) versus the cremation ring with the screw. (laughs) I think i got to go with the... um, the flaming magnet undies. I mean, they clearly the ring contain... is a little grim. It, yeah. I don't have a loved one whose I mean, ashes you don't I could place in the ring. have to store ashes in there. You could store cocaine in there. Yeah, but I'm, already I'm not getting cocaine. Also, so you would need to carry around a little screwdriver so that you could unscrew Undo the Undo it thingy. to get at my cocaine. Yeah. So I we... can just have a Red Bull instead, right? That's that's what cocaine is, right? It just peps you up? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, sweet. <laughs> So we're going with the magnetic jocks. Now we're getting into the oh, nitty yeah, gritty. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Fake money versus magnetic jocks. Um, I think I want magnetic jocks for the lols. How do you feel about that? I mean, we don't need any of these things. Do we need anything, Heather? No. I, th- I mean, like you know, Maslow's hierarchy. Definitely you know, like need shelter some and shelter to self actualization. But I, I didn't see. You know, it's not stir fry. (laughs) (laughs) It's not on the pyramid. Let's go. Okay, let's go the, what was it? The jocks. Yeah. All right. Now we need boots versus sounding rods. Oh, (laughs) why would you do this to me? What do you reckon? I think you just really want those boots legitimately. I do really want those boots. Would you wear them? Or would you only wear them to podcast recordings? I'm, look, I'm going to say that I'm not entirely certain there's no one in my life right now who's told me that they would let me <laughs> put a metal rod from Wish in their urethra. So Have I, you asked, though? I haven't asked. Okay. So this is a really tough decision. <laughs> how much are the boots and how much are the sounding rods? I mean, could we also use the sounding rods for other things, like stirring cocktails? Um, wind chime? Yes. We can I'm make some crafts. myself here. Could be a very good idea. The boots, $111. Oh, fuck that. No. Sounding rods, $7. <laughs> I'm going with sounding rods. Mm, this sounds very surgical steely, doesn't it? Now we need to decide between the magnetic jocks for our ultimate winner. I kind of think that making... <laughs> you think we should make some crafts with those rods? I think we should make a wind chime. Let's do it. Sounding rods. Boom. The first thing we looked at was the winner. Is this the time to give an update on a previous... um, Yeah, let's do it. Bracket battle. Um, So previously we had discussed which is the best Canton. Yes. And we determined that Satay was the best one. Yeah. So, consequently, I came to your house... And <laughs> deep fried some tofu. Yeah. Some avoiding eating land beasts where possible, as long as I don't really want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll break a veggie for um, <laughs> situations of significant cultural importance, etc. Mm-hmm. And we shared a meal with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> it was past their bedtime. They were very sleepy. I <laughs> was very late. Um, but we made the cantong, the jar sauce, the satay that we had discussed. And what was your verdict? 
How did you feel about it? I feel like the consensus was that it certainly was not the worst thing that any of us had eaten. <laughs> yes. And I think when your mum said that it, there were worse things that she'd eaten, it was like your dad was offended on my behalf because he <laughs> thought it was, I think he said that it was fine. Yeah. This is fine. And I really love um, the distance that he's perceiving between fine (laughs) and not the worst thing I've ever eaten. And I really appreciate that. The consistency of the sauce is just really wrong to me. I was certainly bothered by the uniformity of the texture of the sauce. So smooth and kind of jelly-like. Yes, Yes. And when you heat it up, it breaks down a little bit, but it's still very... And it was really sweet. It sure was quite sweet. Um, there was no spice to it at all. I don't think... If if I was doing it again, I'm not sure I would have gone with the broccoli. Mm. Well, we needed a vegetable in there. We sure did, to avoid scurvy, <laughs> at the very least. I was interested that, you know, I tried the firmer tofu and the softer tofu Mm -hmm. and determined that deep frying the softer tofu was the preferable choice after putting it through a bit of corn flour. And that worked fine with the sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that the sauces aren't good. (laughs) (laughs) And we did the best we could without, like, really... um, well, we wanted to stay true to yeah. the spirit of the dish. We didn't want to get in and tart it up too much or anything like that. Yeah, we wanted to stay, yeah, stay true to it. Yeah. And um, we did that, and it was edible. It was fine. And your mum left a couple of bits of tofu and I ate them. I feel like other other Cantong sauces might not have been quite as good. Quite as fine. Okay. All so right. we found our winner for our bracket battle tonight, which is a set of eight sounding rods of various designs and uh, torture levels, perhaps, <laughs> uh, which apparently we will be purchasing. <laughs> For $7. <laughs> For $7. I bet shipping's 65 While you're doing that, we have yeah. one, one tiny little segment before we finish the show. We have our hyper-local news. Hey! So this is where we talk about um, some news from the local area that is so specific to where we are and when we are that it will date this episode terribly and nobody cares about this except for us. Sounds great. (laughs) I'm so into that. So I have one bit of news, which is that in Queensland, children will be allowed to trick-or-treat this year in a COVID-safe manner. So the, um, the statement from Queensland Health is... We'd like to remind all the monsters, ghouls and ghosties out there to stay up to date with the health directions that are in place on October 31. Stay physically distanced and wash your hands, claws, tentacles and so on, frequently and well. Parents and carers should consider things like individually packaging treats for trick-or-treaters, washing hands well before, preparing treats and in-between handling them out and using hand sanitizer. There you go. Very nice. Very Halloween nice. isn't the thing here in Australia that it is in the US, but it has been slowly growing into more of a phenomenon, I think. Especially if you're like a, you know, a spooky suburban person. Yeah. Like I remember when I first started throwing Halloween parties, however long ago that was. I knew about your Halloween parties before I knew you. They're infamous. Um, that... There was no, you couldn't buy decorations for them. You could, wow. You'd walk into the shops and there would be like some orange crepe paper available and black. And that 
some maybe plastic skeleton heads and that would be it. Hmm. So I would make all the decorations. And now you can get really cool stuff everywhere. Um, you can get big pumpkins even. I really want to tell you in terms of hyperlocal news that the Annalee community Facebook group is quite concerned and has multiple posts about somebody coming to people's houses and knocking on their front door and asking for a glass of water. Oh, wow. Very Has worried. anyone given him a glass of water? Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, well, that's why he keeps knocking, because no one will give, no him, one a will give him a glass water. of water. People think maybe he's casing their joint. Oh, right. Okay. And maybe he is. But maybe he just would like a glass of water. Even if he's casing their joint, that's thirsty work. <laughs> give them in a glass of water. <laughs> Are you so cruel that you will not give this man a glass of water as um... he goes about his job? One time... In the hot Australian summer sun. One time, I say one time, two times, I worked as a door-to-door marketer. This sounded like hell. Uh, It was a type of hell. Mm. It was horrible. Um, And one time somebody was like, no, don't talk to me, get off my property. Yep. And from my perspective, fair enough. Yeah. But it was summer... That's why I had this horrible job. It was a summer job. Yeah. Just didn't want to work takeaway food anymore. Yeah. Um, and it was so hot. I was so thirsty. And I said, could I have a glass of water? <laughs> and they said no. <gasps> oh, that's mean. And they closed the door. I have definitely given, like, people who've come to the door and I've been like, no, fuck off. And they've been like, ah. I've definitely given people water before. I... You know, when you get those charity muggers in the city, like, that's a nice job when you're somebody doing door-to-door in the burbs. Like, that is absolutely, like, I could not get any other job kind of scenario. And you're going to have people being rude and aggressive to you all day because you are going onto their property and interrupting their day to try and sell them something. Is it, um, and I apologise in advance, but is it politically incorrect for me to describe this as the ghetto hand? Probably. Probably. I don't... The hand? Do you remember... That was the thing in the 90s. Like, I think the nanny talked to the hand because the Talk to the hand. Listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a thing. Um, An old man gave me the hand Ooh. one time. She's holding her hand up, flat palm, towards my face. And it's very aggressive and I feel like I need to leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And when I did this job, mm. I was 19. Ugh. My last job prior so to that job exploitative. Yeah. was waiting tables at a sushi train in Redcliffe Ooh. where they were very nice to me and they were lovely people and you got three plates of sushi at the end of every shift and it was great sushi. Sounds great. But, you know, I was living on the other side of town. I wasn't going back to Redcliffe. Yes. I rolled into a north side sushi restaurant in recent years. Yeah. And it turned out it was also owned by them. And they remembered me. Wow. And they were lovely to me. Oh. They were good people. But door, <laughs> door knocking <laughs> door was not. Door marketing thing. Goodness gracious. Ugh, gross. Mm. Okay, so that's, is that all our local news? Yeah. All right. Then that brings us to the end. Done and dusted. We talked about Napster, a fundamental change in file sharing technology in 99, Yes. Uh, we had a bracket battle and the winner was a set of eight sounding rods and we had some local news. And now it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, so 
I mean, stay tuned. Yeah. Come back. We'll tell you how the sounding rods went. <laughs> Follow us on various social media. We've got Twitter and Instagram. Um, I've got the Twitter is at Mole Patrol. The Instagram is at Online Mole Patrol. Um, I tried to get the same for the Twitter handle, but it was too long, unfortunately. And I guess you could also follow my personal Instagram, which is at Hacklock. Please go ahead. Treat yourself. Yeah. And why not plug myself? Have you got anything to plug? I'm not really, I'm not really like that. Not the plug in kind, but you'd want some sounding rods. (laughs) That's why (laughs) I want sounding rods and that's why I want to keep it shut down. All right. I so mean, I'm sure I'll, you know, make a cameo on Online Mole Patrol's Twitter or Twitter. Of course. Yeah. I've handed over the passwords to you already. Oh, I'm sure I could find them if I wanted to. It's, I, I kind of want to keep you protected from the terrible world of Twitter at the same time. Um, I feel like access. I want to point out that Hacklock has tried to get me onto Twitter before <laughs> and then in the same conversation being like, no, actually, don't. <laughs> I've been like, you should be on Twitter because of all these. Actually, don't. Don't do it. Don't ever do it. If you haven't gone down that path already, maybe don't ever do it. But you, gentle listener, if you're already on Twitter, you know, get down to online mob patrol. Yeah. Don't follow me on Twitter. It's garbage. I'm garbage. I'm much better on Instagram than I am on Twitter. It's more I'm also not on Instagram. I do a lot of midnight tweeting going, I can't sleep. (laughs) Oh, is that where everybody's putting their, like, shower thoughts now instead of Facebook? You talk into the void, but the void is Twitter. I mean, my void is still Facebook. Yeah. How's the void going? I hear they just banned QAnon. (laughs) Finally. I don't keep up to date. I post my content. I don't want to review anybody else's content. There's what I post. Yeah. And then the group where everybody puts pictures of their food. Yes. And the group where everybody posts pictures of skeletons. And that's it for me. That's the best parts of Facebook. It's a simple life, mm-hmm. but it's my life. And it's now or never. You ain't going to live forever. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, check. Come back. I can't speak words anymore. Take care. Stay safe. All right. Bye. Bye.